0: Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve.
1: Welcome to New Life Live. Really glad you're with us today. And we have a larger committee than normal here. We have Dr. Alice Benton. Hi, Alice. And we have Becky Brown. Hello. Uh, who I always say is more new life than I am. I mean, she <laughs> is the heart and soul of new life. That just and means one, I'm bossy. <laughs> and one of our great clinicians who I invited to be a board member, Stacy Sadler mm-hmm. on our board. Stacey, Hello. Uh, welcome. And Thank I'm you. really glad you're here. She's going to stick around this hour. Uh, In this first segment, I just want uh, all of you have been part of an intensive that we've done, one intensive or another. Comment on why you think those are transformational experiences for people, because we see transformation beginning in those weekends. What do you think is the deal? Connection, (laughs)
2: connection, connection. Mm. That is key. Uh, people coming together, understanding that they're not alone for the first yeah. time, and identifying. Like, I've experienced that, too. There's so much power in that, yeah. in connection. And, and where they're given information that they need, and then they can apply it right then and there. And it's so powerful.
1: It is powerful.
2: There's
3: the two pack punch also of wisdom, comfort, wisdom, comfort. And that's where we go from seminar and instruction to application and love within the small group circle.
4: I heard a, a couple once that had attended our intimacy and marriage workshop, and they said the most powerful thing in the couple was hearing other couples. Tell their story and seeing themselves in the other couple's story. And so it kind of dropped their guard. You know, a lot of times when people come into a workshop, they're very nervous because they don't know what's going to happen, but they're wanting to have help. And they're greeted with, you know, we always say this about every man's battle, but it's true for all of them. It's a no shame zone. We've heard a lot of problems, maybe all, and we want to lead you in the direction and you're not going to go alone we've got great people around you and our counselors that lead the the groups and the teachers it's just good i mean i'm partial i know but i've seen it i've seen the amazing changes that god brings about in this uh in the workshops
1: i was just talking to a person in another ministry and when i told him what we did he was astounded that anybody was doing that because it is connection, but it's also con- con- the content that we present is a, is very different mm-hmm. than others. And when you provide, when you combine God's truth with great someone great communicating like Stacy does it at Restore and Laura at Restore. Um, It really has an impact. And then you go and work with a counselor that's committed to transformation, not making you feel better. It produces something that I don't know of anybody else that's doing this kind of work in that amount of time.
4: And Steve, don't you also, the energy that comes with a whole group of people coming together to work on their lives. They want to have a better life. They don't want to just feel better. Like you said, they want it to be better. And the willingness... It just generates energy in that all of us are for each other having a better life.
1: Well, you hear the music. We're going to Waylon. I'm coming to you first when we get back. But I'll tell you, um, it is not easy to make a bold move Mm -hmm. because we just think it can't be better or it's not worth the pain. But I'm going to tell you, when anybody calls us, we we feel responsible for your heart. Mm -hmm. And we feel responsible for results. Mm -hmm. We can't guarantee them. But oh my goodness, if you could rejoice with us and we could rejoice with you in all of the lives transformed and you be one of them, but you have to call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE and say, what do you have for me? Mm -hmm. Tell me what you've got. We love you. We care about you. And we're going to do more caring and love after this.
0: To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live.
1: We're back. Steve Arterburn here, Stacy Sadler, Becky Brown, and Alice Benton, Dr. Alice Benton. And now we're talking to Waylon here. And Waylon, how are you today? What's going on?
5: I'm doing great, guys. Thank you so so much for taking my call. Sure. Sure. I just wanted to call in and uh, give you guys gratitude. I, I really appreciate everything you guys do. Uh, take your
1: time, Waylon. Just <laughs> take your time. We've got okay. all the time.
5: Okay. Yeah. Thank okay. you for that. What, I'm, I'm well, a single dad. I have uh, two children, They're two boys. They're uh, ages six and one's about to be nine. Um, but uh, just by learning the lessons on you guys helping other people with their problems in life, I'm able to apply those to my personal life. Uh, I'm not in a relationship, so as far as relationship aspect goes, I can't apply it to my relationship because I don't have one, but it gives me good direction on what to look for to have a great quality relationship. Uh, Now, my children, I I had them out of wedlock, um, sad to say, but I am not sorry that I had them. Mm-hmm. I love my boys. They're great children. I would not change that aspect of my life at all. Um, well, and by me listening to you guys, and especially like your how you help people with their, their children and stuff. Yes, I, I'm an adult. I get angry. They're young kids. But at the same time, every time I've gotten angry with my children, I've always gone back. I'm usually the type of person, five minutes I'm angry, and then after that I'm good. But I always go back, and I snatch my kids up, and I apologize to them. And I give them kisses and hugs them, and and I let them know that I'm sorry, and I ask for their forgiveness. And then I explain to them why I got frustrated. Okay. And ultimately, that has really gotten me really close with my voice.
1: Well, Waylon, I want you to hold here, because I want... Uh, to respond to what you're saying. First of all, I was a single dad for years, and I and someone came to me and said, Steve, you can do this. Now, I had a daughter. They said, you can do this. And I just lived into that, versus, oh boy, poor me, and Waylon, you can do this. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you to find out the real source of your mm-hmm. anger. It is not your children. They... Children can frustrate healthy people, but you you don't have to get angry all the time where you're asking forgiveness, and it becomes a big deal every time. And just for your soul, I would want that for you. But now I want to hear from uh, all three of these women what they're thinking and about Waylon and his situation.
4: Well, I was glad he called too. I'm wondering where
1: mom is, like, um,
4: and what is that interaction like with you and her and the boys. And um, yeah, that would be where I would start.
1: Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Well, I guess. Well, let's see. We could find out where mom is. You said you had him out of wedlock. Yeah. Okay.
5: Yes. Uh, is she in, in their, so their line? now that we're separated? yeah, she is. She okay. is. okay. Okay. I think a and great. So, uh, I, I I I do I do encourage them because they they love me and they want to stay with me all the time but I do encourage them hey, that's your mom you guys gotta love your mom you have to spend your equal time with your mom you have to enjoy the time with your mom you know, so it's our relationship between her her and I actually improved (laughs) after we separated
1: well, let's see what uh, other uh, these wonderful helpers have to say
2: I think that oh, Stacy, go ahead (laughs) I think that a great resource would be our book, Steve, Understanding and Loving Your Child as a Single Parent. Single there parent. you go. Yeah. Right. Imagine and that. Imagine that.
6: I'm looking and at it right now. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. To.
2: And, um, you know, we talk about community being so important. So I hope, Waylon, that you have support because it's huge as a single person to be able, to a single parent, to be able to have support and understanding as you're navigating this. Um, Steve and I talk in the book about having um, opposite sex um people being um there for our kids when we can't be the mama you know making sure that people i know steve had that with madeline and same with me and my kids um having strong male role models in their lives that's important Uh, recognizing your limitations we talk about in the book um, and and being able to lean on and ask for help from other people um, because no man is an island we we need each other Um, true so i hope he has all that support
1: yeah, I, I recommend supplements for single parents. And the supplements are yeah. other people yeah. in their lives to provide uncle-type stuff and yeah. grandfather-type stuff and grandmother mm-hmm. and, and just aunt-type mm-hmm. input into their lives mm-hmm. where it's safe. Mm-hmm. Alice, your thoughts?
3: Waylon, I think one of the great scourges of our society is the absenteeism of so many fathers. And thank you for being the opposite. Thank you for swimming against the tide and being so present Mm -hmm. and building that emotional safety with your boys. Mm -hmm. They need Mm -hmm. you and our society needs you. Love that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's coming your way, understanding and loving your child as a single parent. Stacy did the heavy lifting on this book, and it is fantastic. It's going to help you and anybody else can get a copy at One800 New Life and really appreciate the encouragement there. All right let's how about we uh, go to Dorothy? Dorothy's calling from Memphis, Tennessee. Listens online. Hi Dorothy, welcome to New Life Live. How could we help?
7: Thank you Yes. Um, I want to know what wisdom and advice you would give if this were your daughter and I will uh, say her him and the problem okay she's age 41 smart strong believer beautiful single would like to be married and have children background high school and college um, boyfriend died at 24 from a sudden rare heart virus many years ago and she has never met another appropriate guy one year ago She met a 45-year-old man, signed, and they both love each other. He had been married briefly 20 years ago, divorced, and no children. Both he and daughter desire marriage and children, which is why they joined a special group which introduced them. He's also a believer. So it's his family. They're both conservative. Problem. Man is truthful and honest. says he cannot have a normal sexual ejection and would need in in vitro admits that there was some porno involvement previously, but not now. That's kind of off, a little red flag to me. However, he loves her very well. is extremely uh, caring and generous and a really great guy. He is very smart, entrepreneur. He's also a believer. Okay, uh, hey,
1: what's the question for us then? No, it, the what is the basic?
7: What do you think? The question yeah. is, do you think that that they could be happily married, um with without a normal sexual whatever you would call it, and um okay. I would just wonder he's a little bit controlling set in his ways, but very smart and successful entrepreneur. I want to know what would be the words that we could ask him or that he could she could ask him to try to get him to go to every man's battle, or I just don't know at their ages whether I just need your help on okay this situation. we got it.
1: So I'm going to throw it open to anybody here uh, that might want to comment before I make a couple of comments here.
3: Dorothy, his awareness okay. and his confession early on is fabulous and very hopeful. Yes, but it all depends on whether or not he's in ongoing recovery, or if he's is he just confessing and saying that it's historical. And so I would want your daughter to take a firm stance of both gratitude. Thank you for telling me. What are you doing about it? And what are you going to continue doing about it for the safety of our marriage? And Every Man's Battle is a, one of the best options available.
4: Well, and what you're talking what about I'm, is, you know, Dorothy, you're talking about preparation for marriage, but you're talking about mid-age adults who make up their own minds. Now, you know, my first question is, are they in the same town? Because we've had, <laughs> we've had repeated long distance. Are yeah, they in the same town? Okay.
1: And how, lo- how long have they have been together?
7: Eighties. One uh. year. And he's incredibly caring and thoughtful. Sends her just just anything he could do for her all the time. And he's also very honest. He's very brutally honest about everything. If he doesn't like it, he'll okay. tell you. Never found anything he said that wasn't the truth. That's awesome. And that's okay. good. That's perfect.
2: Yeah, and even so some me, some premarital counseling, uh, talking about those hard subjects like sex and pornography and finances and uh, melding two worlds together, mm-hmm. um, that could weed yeah. out some of those issues, and I'd highly recommend that. Well, and yeah. you know what my friend And first- at the end, I would like…
4: My first thought, Dorothy, was that, you know, when you ask, will they be happy together? I wish I had that crystal yeah. ball, because then I would not work anymore and tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. so, but, but, but going along with what we just said, though, is <laughs> is that preparation is everything, especially when you are in the middle of life. Time is of the essence, and so you don't want to wait, you know, well, we'll talk about yeah. that at some point and as a parent yes, right as a parent your encouragement to her and to him do whatever you can to prepare for the best life in front of you have the hard conversations would be great i would you know i mean i just think uh, every man's battle would be a good choice for him um
2: or even, even intimacy faithfully. and marriage. Becky, you had an I engaged just, group, right? <laughs> yes, I sure did. And so mm-hmm. they ask all the hard questions. They talked about all those kinds of yeah. things um, and were deciding, hey, can I do life with right. this person? Well, and just one side note,
4: the loss of her boyfriend all those years ago could also still be impacting yes. her ability to be um, close to him. She may be holding back for fear that something else is going to happen mm-hmm. and she may not even be aware of it. So mm-hmm. some grief work.
1: So here are three S words that I want you to think about. Three S words. Okay. The first one is sex, but I would you want to be her advocate, not uh, critical of him in any way. And the way to do that is, honey, I I really hope that you will make sure that he's done everything. He can, you say he's successful, uh, he can, to get things right sexually. I have seen people his age just give up on Mm -hmm. sex because it was not um, perfect or didn't look like what somebody in some movie would Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage her to be sure before she would marry him, he's done everything that he can do because just coming out and saying I can't have normal sex with you um, I don't know the details but Uh, I I just wonder about that the second thing S word is success I hope and pray she's not overly attracted to a successful Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. because that success that might look like it makes things better for you it could actually become, I, as we've seen over and over, the thing you resent mm-hmm. the most, what it takes to be successful. The third S yes. is support. Um, if your daughter only has you for support, that's a concern. And there are different types of support. The encouraging mother, I think that's here with you, mm-hmm. but and they must get in to premarital pre counseling premarital counseling in other words now is the time for them to get into a pre premarital counseling program together with a very qualified person because she's on this side of a commitment and a vow and she is free to make a lot of choices mm-hmm. and you want her to see that in that moment of freedom that's where you might wait a little longer, uh, but you discover some things that strengthens the other side of the vow, or it could be you just see some things you didn't see before. But boy, do they ever need to be in counseling mm-hmm. together. And I hope and pray that if there's an untreated pornography issue that she demands, that has to be cleared oh. up because marriage makes it worse, yeah. not better. And even the
4: recovery if there was an untreated porn problem, can make all the difference in the world in their connection, not yeah. only just their his sex life, but just literally it'll change everything for them. We right. can help you get some uh, counseling for them, too.
1: I'll send you Jim sure. Burns' book, Doing Life with Your Adult Children. And, uh, oh my goodness, you know, when somebody's on this side of a, a marriage commitment, you just want them to do right. everything right. versus right. this think oh we'll have a lifetime to deal with
4: Going to be great
1: yeah (laughs) that's right once you eat the wedding cake a lot of chemistry inside changes
0: synapses of the brain die (laughs) we'd love to hear from you if you have a question or a comment call toll free 1-800-229-3000 now back to new life live
1: we're back. Steve Ardenburn here. And yes, indeed, you could get help at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to do? Mm-hmm. You call, we help you, you get better, and you live a life you never dreamed you could. That's why we are here. Let's go. How about Lisa? Fort Lauderdale, Florida, listens on the Internet. How you doing?
6: Hi. Yes. So, my question um, I, I think I have to preface it, but uh, essentially, the question is how can studying the how can this study that we're doing turn into something positive? So the study that we're doing is about the sanguine and and the different uh, uh, personalities. <laughs> for lack like of a better term. Yeah, way. yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm melancholic saying, and I'm phlegmatic,
1: the, those things are you're talking about there, right?
6: Yeah.
1: And that's, yeah. So that's that Tim that LaHaye. People labeling
6: each
1: other. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Tim LaHaye co-authoring with Socrates uh, to produce these four categories. Oh, cool. Now,
6: uh-huh.
1: there's, there's really something wonderful about a label, And there's things, many things horrible about labels too. But if I discover that I'm not alone, that there are other people in my category, that's a wonderful thing. If my spouse discovers that just because she's in one category and I'm in a different category doesn't mean we're wrong. We're just different. But there are a lot of things you can look at. Um, There's the... Well, there, anyway, there are a lot of assessments, and I think any assessment, this is a pretty broad one with four categories, any assessment that helps us understand each other better rather than put us in a little box is a good thing. But let me hear from uh, Alice, Becky, and Stacy. What, what do you guys think?
3: Lisa, I'm curious if you're having a negative emotional reaction to the study. What's the strongest emotion you're feeling as you go through this study?
6: Uh, rejection of the label, I might've brought that on myself because I, 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 uh, I complained about, I, I complained to the higher ups about the, um, the, the structural things not being followed. Like we, we don't get out of class on time and we don't stay on topic.
3: And were you given a label, or did you identify a label for your for yourself through this study that you dislike or don't agree with? No, I, I, someone said a label.
1: Did they say um, you were choleric, for instance? Did they say that? No. What did they? No, say?
6: they said like, uh, 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 oh yeah, the the one that's always got something to say.
4: Oh, so it yeah. wasn't the label from the study. It was, yeah. they were being dismissive yeah. dismiss- yeah. of you. Okay. I think, um, you know, labels can be like a roadmap, right? Whether it's a diagnosis, whether it is one of these assessments that are very helpful, like you said, Steve. Um, and to recognize that that it's not our identity. That's not who we are. You know, we're children of Christ. And I think what's coming up for you, Lisa, is the, um, just the anxiety of not being seen, not being heard and feeling judged as opposed to being helped and encouraged and having a better connection with your spouse. Um, especially if you're asking questions because you just need to know. It's yeah. okay to ask um, and to find a safe place in order for you, know, you to find it. But it doesn't mean that this study is wrong. It could just be the connection or the group that you're with needs a little bit of help.
1: Yeah. Well, my buddy uh, Dave Stoop was really really deeply into and knew Myers-Briggs so well and it helped him to help people mm-hmm. it didn't give them a negative label it just helped him and then they could see things about themselves and this whole issue of different isn't wrong you'd think that everybody know that but they don't know that. Stacy. what are you thinking? Any, any thoughts here?
2: Yeah, sure. I think that, Lisa, I would invite you. The, the power of of looking at a label is sometimes you can see objectively what you not might not be able to see before. And it sounds like you really like structure and rules. And that says something about you. It says probably something about your childhood, I would guess, that. You uh, make up in my head that maybe there was a lot of chaos and that you needed some order. And so for things to be in order is really important. And sometimes that gives you insight. And we all do what we do as coping. So there's a lot of grace around why we are what we are. Um, there's a lot of tests, like like Steve was saying, like an enneagram test, or even the attachment style assessments, help us understand why we are the way we are in this world and how we relate to others. And I think it's important to be able to see that objective opinion and then be open, um, as long as everybody's grace giving well, in it. Yeah, you know?
4: and when we know what how we are, we can. Identify the need and be able to ask for what we need. And I think a lot of times that's where we misstep. Sure. Because we get in defense mode and we're overwhelmed. We can't believe it. And then we can't ask for what we need. And that's the power of group where we can feel that
1: ability. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let me me send you How We Love. Great idea. There's some great insight into there. I have to tell you this when I discovered I was ADHD. When I heard people talking and I said, "That's me." Mm-hmm. What a relief it was. Not a relief to other people, but because <laughs> ADHD impacts other people. But I'll tell you, then I could deal with it. Mm-hmm. Started to make the best of it. And I'm still working on that every single day. 1-800-NEW-LIFE, you need some help, we can help you. We want to help you, but you have to call us first.
0: I was really living a very anxiety-filled life i turned on new life and the topic that day was about anxiety and just by listening i got relief. you can help new life stay on the air by joining club new life today when you sign up to support us monthly through club new life we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the life recovery bible personal size the one-year life recovery prayer devotional the new life journal a new life pen and highlighter and a new life zipper tote to hold it all Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for new life live to be a part of the program call one 800 229 now back to new life live
1: we are back and really really glad that you're with us here closing up a month tomorrow can you believe it and that brings us to march and maybe something maybe you use march the coming easter time as an excuse To do what it's so hard for you to do. Call us. Let us help you. Let us get involved with you. And you might be surprised at how good life can be when you fix something not so good. Let's go to Jessica. Cincinnati, Ohio. WCVX is the station. Hi, Jessica. How are you?
8: Hi, good. Thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. And I appreciate all the wisdom you guys share with so many hurting people.
1: Thank you. How can we help you?
8: Well, I need to fill you in with my story, so I'm going to try to be as brief as possible. Good luck. Um, I, went through an, okay, I went through an awful, ugly divorce in 2020. Mm-hmm. I have two daughters who are 22 and 21. I have a 16-year-old son. I was justifiably unhappy in my marriage to their father, but I was not justified in how I coped with it. Mm-hmm. Um, No man, I don't think, would handle the fact his wife had not a farewell. And perhaps my ex handled it worse than other people might have in far more damaging ways, Um, especially to my kids. So as a result, my kids were included in every bitter detail and were encouraged to hate me and say terrible things to me and to my entire family. And we all had a wonderful relationship prior to the divorce and to the revelation of what I did. And, um, anyway, so my son, um, I was made optional in the divorce agreement and the shared parenting plan. He was 13 at the time. Mm. He has not routinely visited me when it's my time on holidays. Even, um, one time as I decided I would just show up at my scheduled time, my ex and my son lied to me, said he wasn't there. And, um, When my son was there, my ex spit in my face and lied to the police when they came. And I was told by the police that they couldn't force my son to come. So now, three years later, my son's 16. He's absent and tardy from school all the time. I just got another phone call today. Um, And uh, he visited his guidance counselor and told them that he wants to quit and get his GED. And I'm devastated. So here's my question. So now my ex, is on board with encouraging Sam my son to come and um, but he still doesn't want to come and so is it appropriate at this stage to force him and how can I accomplish that when I feel so powerless
1: great question glad you ask it and um, I, I've got some st- uh, let me just jump in here first thing I would say is what I tell my kids and I tell everybody is you, many people talk about the father wound of men but guys have to get over mom Mm -hmm. and if he doesn't get over you, which means he's got to grieve and accept and and then finally forgive you and if he doesn't, it's going to impact him, so what you want is you want your ex-husband's cooperation, you want him to Maybe see that if possible. You could say you talked to four people, and they support the fact that we have to help him get over me, or he's going to be stuck. And the other thing I want to say is I wouldn't have him come to your house. If he doesn't want to be with you, then I would pick a place that isn't your house. It was zoo, a basketball game, or something where he's not at the house and feels like a traitor to his father or something like that i would just try to find that other option but let's hear from Alice Becky and Stacy what are you, what are you thinking here
3: Jessica, I'd add to Steve's suggestion that you might offer your son two different options. Allow him some decision-making power in how he spends time with you, but if your ex-husband is willing to, make sure that it is not optional to see you or not see you, but it's optional how or how long or in what circumstances he'll see you. And it may have to be such a small amount of time with you first in order to rebuild his tolerance. And make sure you're giving him permission to be angry with you. He needs that permission from you. Yeah. What were you going to say,
8: Jessica? Well, that that is kind of how it's been going. Is I'll take him driving and I'll let him drive around because I moved an hour away, mm-hmm. um, and I still go work in the town that he lives in every now and then. Um, but it's it, it's it's always short amounts of time, and okay. I. Well, I my, want more, but I, he might not be there yet. So
4: I wonder. Yeah, he's not there yet. So just assume that, and also you guys need to get reacquainted. If there's been a three year separation where you have had minimal contact with him, and he is now sixteen, from thirteen to sixteen, a lot of changes occur. And going back to what you said, Steve, about you know just the anger that he has towards you is uh, is confused with a lot of anger he has just because he's a thirteen year old, fourteen year old, fifteen mm-hmm. year old boy. I mean, yeah. it just is part of the growing up stage. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you if you don't already have a counselor that you meet with regularly. You have your own healing work that you have to continue to do so that when you do connect with him, you are fully present and you're not anxious about how this is going to go or what's going to happen. I would encourage you to do some group work and, you know, maybe even have him come into a counseling session where he can tell you how he feels about you. More to that point, you know, Steve, of just, you know, we need to resource him in order for him to have the best life possible. There's a lot of healing that needs to be done in this family, and um, you, you, you guys aren't going to do it on your own. Um, but regular intervals with him, whether it's driving, it's got to be on your calendar.
1: Yeah. yeah. I do like the driving thing. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And I would,
2: I would agree with that. I think that the biggest thing is to hold space for Mm -hmm. him to, and what that means is any emotion is um, allowed, welcomed and whatever he wants to express to you that you would be safe to hear it. That you would be validating that he has struggled. That he's angry at you. uh, Like Alice said. And I'm also thinking that maybe a good buffer. I'm wondering how his relationship is with his sisters and that Mm -hmm. might be a good way for to do it as a family. To do things as as a family, something Love maybe that. you all enjoy doing, um, and until he can spend more um, concentrated time with you,
1: yeah. One just one caution would be that a boy at that age, that's had three years separation, might think you don't care mm-hmm. and you haven't pursued hard enough. So, in defense. He acts like he doesn't want to be with you and really uh, shows more of that than anything. Your job in the midst of rejection from him is to continue to pursue. A lot of parents think their kids want to know, will you love me if I do some bad thing? But what they really want to know is, will you love me if I do something worse than the bad thing that I did? And, And so you want to solve that problem for them. But your... Persistent pursuit could make all the difference in the world. And, and I will send you the book Stacy and I wrote on understanding and loving your child as a single parent. In,
4: in any situation where there's been lots of drama, the goal has to be to calm things down because you will, you will react to everything as if it's the final straw. And he he needs some stability i 'm so grateful that your ex husband is willing to encourage this, so that 's a move in the right direction. But I love the family idea too. Those routines in families can be so um, stabilizing for a young man at this age. so I just I encourage you, Jessica, to do whatever you can to get your your own help so that you can be present and willing to be uh,
1: his mom yeah. and all drama. Isn't because of the mama. Right. So you want to be sure that right. you get the husband cooperating with you and all the things result. That's right. Right. Alice, do and- you want to say something?
2: I was oh, I was thinking that uh, you know understanding and loving your kids um, how we love our kids yeah. you know how we love it, our kids. one of the reasons avoider just keeps popping in my head you know he's a sixteen year old and he is avoiding his emotions because most sixteen year old boys avoid their emotions but it's because they're too painful mm-hmm. or he's not been taught to express his emotions and so that's why you being the safest place you can be for him Jessica is the greatest thing because that's when he will feel safe enough to express. Emotions,
1: boom! All right, we're going to send you understanding and loving your child as a single parent. And I was told I need to restrict my giving away, <laughs> but we are going to send you how, how we love, love
9: our, kids our kids.
1: We're going to there we go. we're absolutely Bonus going to day. do both. Of us. Oh, let's
8: it's go to so Walker.
1: Tough. Oh, is that music? I, Walker? Yeah, it's music from Harrisburg. We're going to go to you as soon as we get back from this break. You're listening to New Life Live, and April 1st is. The Courageous Parenting Series Ongoing Transforming Relationships With Your Adult Sons and Daughters That's with Dr. Jim Burns And um, he, he really This is his line I mean this is Where he really thrives And he's been in youth work for years But this is I mean this is his sweet spot You want to join us for that He's one of my all time Most respected friends um, And you will You will enjoy this. You won't be disappointed. This Friday, uh, no, not this Friday. Well, it's March 3rd. Yeah, that's going to be Every Man's Battle, March 3rd.
0: To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live.
1: We're back. Steve Arterman here, and let's talk to Walker from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Listens on Sirius XM Satellite Radio Channel One Thirty One, Noon Central Time. Hey, Walker, how are you? Hi. How
9: you doing? Doing okay. So, my question is good. Thank you. My question is, um, I'm struggling in my marriage. Um, the main struggle has been uh, my lack of uh, commitment because I've struggled with uh, looking at pornography. And, you know, that's kind of like created a lot of, uh this between me and my wife and, and I went to counseling and, you know, I kind of understood the addiction and why I was doing it and how I can stop from doing it. But as we have issues and, and I feel uh, isolated or I isolate myself because you know, whatever issues we're having, whatever arguments I have, then, you know, Recently, I have uh, went back and and engaged in looking at pornography. So where we stand right now, is just she's just kind of like tired of it. And, you know, she wants out of the marriage.
1: So what are you you going to do? What are you going to do about that pornography problem?
9: Well, I prayed about it. And, you know, I've gone to counseling. um, I was looking at every man's battle. Like, because I guess my biggest struggle is that I'm not connected with, other men or, you know, except for, you know, I have a few people that I call but not consistently, you know, so I open myself up for that attack when, you know, when I isolate and when I'm not yeah. involved with other
1: believers that I like me so, the support that I need to. So what to, are you going to gonna do? This. What are you going to do? Because praying is a good thing but it's private. It doesn't reveal. It doesn't take action outside of the home. Bible study, good, but it's private and it doesn't reveal to anybody that you're doing anything other than either being more spiritual or acting more spiritual. So, beyond prayer and Bible study and talking, what are you going to do? Because you, I just, I want you to do something because Mm -hmm. you still can impact the future. So what are you going to do? Have you decided to do anything that you never dreamed you'd do?
9: I I don't know what to do, I guess that's 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 what I'm calling because I'm I mean, I want to prove to her that I can be the man in her life that she needs. That, nice. Um, because, now. That's now. the issue. She feels like he feels like I don't provide her with her needs.
1: Yeah. So 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 you let, you're uh, calling I, us, you calling us. Surely you must have heard about Every Man's Battle Weekend in addition to the book, right? Yes. So why wouldn't you be already deciding that is what I'm going to do? Tell me the resistance to that.
9: Um. Just, I saw that, you know that it's available I guess right now it's just the financial piece of it you know like right now I don't know if I can afford it you know but but if it's important to me I'll find a way right
1: (laughs) let me tell you something the price of every man's battle is about the same as divorce lawyers charge for anywhere from just three hours to five hours so you're going to pay for this you're going to pay for your pornography problem Mm -hmm. one way or the other and i got to tell you something. The pain in your wife deserves a radical move on your part.
4: Well, and I wonder, Walker, do you want her to leave?
9: No, no. And, and another thing that complicates it is that I just got promoted and, and the job that I'll be taking will be out of state, which means that I won't be home as much. Well, and, and, listen, and, I can tell you something. So some kind of, I can tell you something. About
4: We've like heard... That. We've heard a lot of stories of men whose porn problem cost them their job. And so it may be the next best step before even worrying about your new employer. You gotta get this right or you're gonna lose your family, your wife, and then you're gonna look back and say, you know, I should have done something.
6: Mhm.
9: Well yeah, that's I definitely wanna do something. Like I definitely know that I have to do something because my words I haven't been backing up my actions, and and as far as she's concerned now, I'm just full of words.
1: That's right. So the bottom line is, you have a problem. We have helped people fix that problem. But you have to come to a place where it is the priority over job, uh, baseball, whatever it is that you like to do. It has to be number one. When your wife sees you do things, do things you never thought you'd do, she... rather than just saying it's over i don't want you alice what are your final thoughts
3: walker brother i'm an avoider and i suspect that you are too i think you still have a foot in both camps and i think you're undecided about what you truly want to do and i say that because i care about what you are you and what happens in your marriage so i hope you'll admit to god that you're undecided if i'm accurate about that And then I hope you'll take a risk with your wife and tell her that she does have a right to leave the marriage. That because of your actions, Walker, you don't deserve a second chance, but you want one. But, Walker, don't have that conversation until you firmly decide what do you want and what will you show in your actions that you want. Yeah, When
2: I talk to women at Restore, the one thing they want is proactivity. They don't want to be sending you somewhere. They don't want to be a mama. They want to see that you're doing this for you. And proactivity and follow through are the two biggest words. Passivity is a problem. And so those are the things to move you forward. Do whatever it takes. I'm willing to do whatever it takes.
1: Yeah. And, and the challenge is here for you to be truly see where you are one foot in, one foot out, or wherever. Don't try to fool yourself and then think you can fool her. If you aren't fully committed to a life without pornography and self-gratification, not fully committed to repair the damage done, then I think she's she has a right to know that.
4: Well, and, and Steve, you know honest. how you always talk about that Ephesians passage where, you know, Men have to die to themselves. That's right. what you're
2: called to do, Walker.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And
4: your first step
2: was calling this radio station and saying, yeah. hey, how do I save this? So we're telling you, be proactive. Take the first step. Know yourself. Be honest with yourself. And yay, you called. Great. Now do the next right thing.
1: So I think the potential for greatness is here. You <laughs> did call us. A lot of men don't ever call us. And, but the choice is still yours. And when I was at Intimacy and Marriage, I finished with the worst thing that you could have on your tombstone is just one word, the word almost. Mm, uh That he almost lived into his greatness, fulfilled his calling from God. You don't want that. You want to have something like mission accomplished or fulfilled. So let me send you... A copy of every man's battle, and see if that possibly could lead to you coming to the workshop. May I mean March the third. I hope you will. Anybody have a final thing for him?
4: I was going to say you could send him worthy of her trust. No, I know we're not going to say the
7: same things.
4: Okay.
1: See, they just told me not to, but you can. So, and also give your wife worthy of her trust, and then it's going to tell her what she will see. When it's a dangerous you book that's a dangerous
4: book and because you know it's going to hold the bar high here's, and here's a plug for those of you who are giving to the ministry this is why we need more <laughs> money to do what we're doing <laughs> so we can help people we can send them more yeah. books we can help that's them right. yeah. with their lives and we just are so grateful to have the opportunity to, to be able to reach out with Walker to have him find his yeah. own life
1: if you give we'll send you t- 100 days to freedom from shame listen to this scripture Romans 12 12 rejoice in hope Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. What a great Mm -hmm. challenge for us every day. Hope, patience, and prayer. See you next time.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you. But you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again tomorrow for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.